This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Welcome to my fully operational Star Wars analysis. Visit mjmunoz.com slash fo for notes and links, and don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow. Star Wars The Bad Batch, Episode 8, Reunion, originally aired June 18, 2021. The writer is Christian Taylor, the story editor is Matt Michnevitz, the director is Stuart Lee, and the score was done by the immutable Kevin Kiner. My title for this review, this analysis, is Predictable. I'm going to jump right into the bad stuff. Learning that the creature which attacked Wrecker last episode uh, was the Dianelga is weird because it almost looked like a Sarlacc in the darkness and shadow, and that's not what they look like as I understand. So, very strange. Moving on to the good. Crosshair, knowing the Bad Batch's moves and being such a threat was exciting. The stakes just kept getting higher. Record training Omega with explosives is cool. If she stays with them, she needs to be as effective as capable or and capable as possible to survive. Seeing inside of a giant engine was cool. The idea is novel, and seeing it fire up in the atmosphere was a lot of fun, but not for Crosshair. <laughs> that was kind of fun for me. Uh, finally, seeing Cad Bane again brings warm feelings to my heart. That was <laughs> really cool, really exciting. I, uh, I didn't expect to see him. Uh, that was not predictable at all. Uh, that was very exciting. Um, I honestly was a little surprised too by the outcome of the the gun battle, but I guess I shouldn't be. Being that it is Cad Bane and, well, before, you know, Boba Fett was the most well-known, most well-regarded bounty hunter in the universe, uh, it seems like Cad Bane was the guy, so that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, let me see. I'm going to move into the deep stuff. There's not really too much. Uh, Echo and Hunter have a brief aside about what they're to do, uh, during which Echo stresses that they are soldiers, so they ought to join Rex in his fight. We don't get much more of their exchange, uh, but uh, how they are, I'm sorry, what did I write, but how they are and what they can be, uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it was supposed to be in the exchange about how they are, but whatever. My point is, the exchange was interesting, it was very small, I'd like more of it, it's a meaty topic I want uh, explored more, um, and we have the whole thing with Cut, where we get to see a different side of a clone, and you know how they can choose to live their own free, independent life, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure, it almost seems like Hunter's edging towards that, because he wants to protect Omega and whatnot, and they're doing these odd jobs, and whereas Echo's saying, like, well, we should just go back to what we know, um, versus Hunter saying, oh, well, we can't, so our priorities have to shift, but I don't know what he wants. Is he just being duty-bound? Is he just following obligations, uh, to Omega, or is there something more? It's hard to say. Speculation. I think the Bad Batch will team up with Boba Fett to get back Omega, and he will get the Slave One as part of the exchange. I think that'd be super cool. So hopefully that happens real, very soon. Uh, let me see. Oh, I have a question. Hunter wanted to sell Sid a bunch of weapons and intel from the from that Republic cruiser. Uh, isn't that supposed to be morally ambiguous? Isn't he against that now? Um, I thought there was like this whole thing with uh, maybe Rex and you know the Martez sisters to a smaller extent, where they're saying like, hey, why would you just sell to a random person who's gonna you know use it to hurt people? Um, you should only be selling weapons to people you know and trust. Which I I think I agree with that. <laughs> 
uh, anyway, uh, so like I don't understand why they didn't sell it to uh, Rex and the Rebellion. Um, I'm gonna give this episode a four out of five. I think it was really good. Uh, Star Wars Bad Batch 108 reunion was largely a surprise. Uh, Crosshair called the Bad Batch predictable because he was able to match their tactics, uh, or guess them, I should say. That follows logically and is predictable, but throwing Cad Bane into the mix and the novel method of their escape was not predictable at all. In fact, it was a welcome surprise, to be sure. The stakes were high, and that unexpected cameo was good. I enjoyed this one a lot. That's pretty much all I have to say. It was good. There, I mean, there wasn't a ton of stuff in it, ton of depth or anything like that, but it was it was good. It was enjoyable. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, get on out of here. I'm going to encourage you to go over to mjmunoz.com slash fo for my fully operational Star Wars analysis. You can see all the other stuff I've done and reviewed um, or analyzed Star Wars comics before. Uh, I've got Season 7 of The Clone Wars and um, Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2. So you can uh, check out all that stuff. You can hear me talking about, well, I'll be spoiler light. So you can hear me talking about all the cool stuff in Mando, season two in particular, uh, that I really enjoyed. So anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I'm going to, uh, I don't know, I'm going to encourage you to, to, be, to be a warrior of the light, to uh, not give in to the darkness. And uh, that's pretty much it. I'm going to leave you with peace and blessings. This is MJ signing out. And remember to check out the featured design of the week at the bottom of the show notes.